Get your films on with the blurs. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. Unpacking movies has never been more spot on, woke, fire, and just plain lit. They are lit all the time. So if you're unsure whether or not to plop down some cash for a film, check out the blurs. When a man with a 45 meets a man with a rifle, the man with a pistol is a dead man. Rondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. You really only need to hang mean bastards. But mean bastards, you need to hang. Don't say you weren't warned. Here's Brandon and Jeff. Hello, world. We're back. It's another episode. I'm Brandon Norwood. Here again with my main man, Jeff. We're the Film Blurds. Episode three. Shout out to New Pod City for hosting this and hosting us and making this craziness happen. Uh, Frank Sasso. Yeah. Let's get into it, let's man. Get, let's, get, let's, get, so, let's get into this. Uh, you have any more uh, cleanup to do on Mortal Kombat? I know we uh, uh, kind of sprinted through it last time. You got anything else? I mean, we didn't really, really get into it, I don't think. But it's not a good movie, but it's entertaining. It's an enjoyable movie. Yeah, I it's think, entertaining. I think that is a, a big problem when people watch movies nowadays. They expect it to be inception m- level, like mind altering. They want every movie to be like inception or like crouching tiger, hidden dragon. <laughs> and it's not. You know, yeah. uh, so like I'm still seeing people getting upset over the storyline, right? Right, because there's no tournament, there's but no like, tournament. Like, was there really a tournament in the video game? I mean, there was a tournament for no, like the first three, yeah, but like no one fucking no one cared. Like, dude, I'm going through the game right now. I went, ha- I got halfway through last night, got the little uh bronze trophy from PlayStation, right. getting halfway through a game, and like. Bro, you're just hopping from world to world playing different characters, you know, because it's like I said, they're fucking merging timelines in this new right. game. So I'm just like, okay, cool, man. Like, yeah, I mean, like, who cares? I, it's it's fucking Mortal Kombat, right. bro. It's not deep. Right. At this point, you only play Mortal Kombat for the DLC because I want to play as Rambo or the Terminator or I'd really want to you know, shoot someone's dick off as Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, man. So, I mean, like childhood dream, shooting was, someone's dick off as Robocop. I want to yeah. say this. I want to say this. If you like the first Mortal Kombat better than uh, the new one, fine, fine, whatever, no, whatever. Not, 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 not fine. No, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> those people. Yeah. You know, but no, because this is where I'm going. If you like Annihilation better than new Mortal Kombat, you're a fucking hoe. Like, yo, <laughs> I have nothing else to say to you. You're just a fucking hoe. Like Mortal Kombat Annihilation is hands down one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was bad when I saw it when I was 10 and it's bad now as a 33 year old man, as I'm watching it now, I'm like, this movie is fucking trash. And you're a hoe. If you say that annihilation is better than this new one, right? Like if you liked annihilation, uh, better than the, the new mortal Kombat, that's saying that you have no taste. You eat out of the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, if I shake your hand, I'll get some communicable disease. Like, oh, it's man. just, it's just uh, horrible. And shout out to the director of Annihilation for winning the I Did Worse Than Paul W.S. Anderson <laughs> award. Uh, because that's a low, that's some limbo like level shit. Like, that's some Cancun. I've had 30 drinks. I'm just going to crawl on the floor. You know, man. Low. I, I, I'm real tempted to just make a YouTube video and go through that movie like 
scene by scene and just break it down on why it fucking blows. But why would you do that to yourself? That means you would have to watch it over and over and over again. No, I wouldn't. I would just watch it the one time, live stream it, sit there, you know, eat my edibles and just be like, yo, yo, just break it down. Hey, man, I, like some people like BDSM. So like you you do do whatever gets your dick hard. I can't. Uh, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. Anything else on Mortal Kombat? Uh, I mean, not really. What, like I spent more time talking about Mortal Kombat in the last three weeks than I have in my own, whole entire adult life and now I reflect on that and I'm like I have spent more time talking about Mortal Kombat as an adult than I did as a child and that makes me sad <laughs> alright well there's there you go Mortal Kombat Mortal. From, from Jeff and me it's a movie yeah it's a thing get over it they they tried it, it, it I like it yeah, it's it, like it wasn't like I didn't hate myself for watching it. And it, like at, at this point in time, if I don't hate myself for watching a movie, then, uh, you know, I've I've won. I was entertained enough. Yeah. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, what have you watched lately? I've watched a whole lot of bullshit this week. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um. So let's start with. Voyagers. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So right, randomly, I was just like, oh, the poster. Uh, you know, you see two young people on top of each other uh, with the. With Shit looks like a porn. Right. Like I was like, futuristic yeah. Porn. Yeah. Like some fucking young people in fucking space fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all about this. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's do it. I love sci fi. I love fucking. Let's do this. And uh, it's it was an interesting movie. Okay. Until I guess fifteen minutes in, and then you know, as I'm I'm slowly realizing throughout the movie is like I'm making like comparisons, like oh, oh, this is this has got shades of uh, Lord of the Flies. I'm watching some more, and I'm watching some more, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a lot of similarities to Lord of the Flies, and then it just hit me halfway through the fucking movie is like, oh, so this is Lord of the Flies in space. Uh, with and it's uh it's real rapey it's more rapey than i than i really uh anticipated uh because the 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 heel turn of the main villain everything like that he just goes from eunuch to like full-on i'm touching like there's this one scene where they're all so they're in space i'm not gonna get into the 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 whole entire thing but they're all the kids are on this medicine to sort of dull their senses so they don't get horny <laughs> and they don't argue. Like they call it the blue. And like five minutes after the the main villain stops taking the blue, he's just walking up uh like a dude at a nightclub to this to like you know one of his friends and just trying to grope her breasts. Jesus. Like yeah, I get I get the whole entire thing where like, you know, their passion centers have been dulled and stuff like that. But I mean, I think a, a main conceit or, or a main you know principle of space travel is uh, don't diddle. Yeah. I, th- I think like that should have been just like without with or without the medicine, they should have just been like, uh, don't 
don't try to finger blast someone who doesn't want to be finger blasted. It sounds like a worse version of passengers. Remember passengers? I've tried to forget passengers. Uh, well, that was, <laughs> well, I mean, that was on the blacklist for like 10 years, too, because, you know, the blacklist is like the creme de la creme of scripts. And right. like I remember going to the press screening for that and we all turned to each other afterwards like, how the fuck was this on the blacklist for 10 years? Like this script is awful. So is this proof that Chris Pratt really does make everything worse? I mean, man, the only thing I like that he was in is Guardians and uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Like, like Jurassic World was good enough. I, you know what? And I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. Right. Yeah. Right. Like from when I was a kid. And I can't get behind this Jurassic World shit, like training dinos and stuff like that. I know it was the script for the, like, I know it was supposed to be three. In, that like was three. three. It's supposed to be in three. Uh, and but, three is a piece of shit. Oh, like, three. Oh, fuck. Like, how is it that William H. Macy looks uh, older? the younger he is he's like got benjamin like he's got these reverse benjamin, benjamin buttons. buttons yeah like because he looked old as like he just looked tired and sloppy my thing is too is like yo you got some cool like that pterodactyl sequence is one of the best in the whole series and like i don't know how it's surrounded by shit like you got a new dinosaur in that the spinosaurus like that right. motherfucker's cool and i don't know how they yo uh, what's that dude's name? Joe Johnston. Because he directed that. Right. That dude is not a good director because he did the first Captain America and the first Captain America sucks. I'm not a fan of the first Captain America. I am not not a fan of the first Captain America. I I saw what they were trying to do. Like, we're going to say that. We're going to say that all throughout these whatever podcast. I saw what they were trying to do. They just didn't do it. You needed somebody better, like much better. Right. And I think the reason why we like what the Russos did is because the Russos love the character. Right. And right. and you, you could tell Joe Johnson's like, oh, yeah, let me make some money real quick. Fuck it. I, I was like, I need quick daddy. I need some cash. Because when people call him the budget Spielberg, I'm like, ah, I don't oh, wait, think wait, so. Wait, wait, wait. Who calls him the budget Spielberg? It, it's known in the industry. He's a budget Spielberg. Like what other movies has he done? That's our Spielbergian. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to look it up. I, I, I listen. Listen, he did the Rocketeer. Like, I love that character. Yeah. And just, I, I read the comics, played the game and the movie. You know what I mean? Like every time I watch the movie, I'm just like, OK, cool. Look. I, like. There's so much you could have done with that. And they just I love the Rocketeer so much for this one scene. It's when the gangsters are on the dock. Right. And they're helping out the Rocketeer. And they're just talking about like, well, yeah, we're criminals, but, you know, we're still Americans. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I'm watching right here, but I like it. Like, OK, uh, the Rocketeer. I have not seen in about I don't know twenty years, but I remember enjoying it. Okay, so now you now that's what <laughs> when my day's finished and I do whatever I got to do. That's right. what that's going to be my watch tonight is uh, going on Disney Plus and revisiting the Rocketeer because yeah. I mean I think that should be uh, we should do that for the next couple of episodes or at least the next episode we go back and see how far you can stretch nostalgia. Well, man, they were trying to do another Rocketeer movie. It's going to be called The Rocketeers, where it was supposed to be, you know, the main Rocketeer. I forget what his name, like him, and then a young black chick. Cliff and he's Secord. Be, 
Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, Cliff. shit. It's, it's in my mind. Cliff and some young black girl. And there were going to be two rocketeers. And he's teaching her how to be a rocketeer because he's like, yo, fuck this racism shit. Let's, <laughs> let's, he's like, you're my protege. You know, that's always been my dream. To have some white man come up to me, like, you know what? Fuck racism. Put on this rocket pack. <laughs> Let's fly to Utopia. I get what they're trying to do. I need to see the script before I really judge it. You know what I'm saying? But right. I listen. I would rather take that than nothing at all. Because like that's well, we should be like five movies deep in a Rocketeer franchise. Right. But wait, isn't there a Rocketeer TV show cartoon it, on Disney? It, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a cartoon, but I have the comics. There's a fuck ton of comics. No, the I game. Think, I think the, I think it's like the daughter of Cliff Secord. I can't believe that his name is imprinted. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. And like all of a sudden, like oh, this is the, the main of the Rocketeers, Cliff Secord. Uh, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Like, I'm really concerned about that. Like, I mean, how old were you when the first movie came out? I don't know when the first movie came out. Like, 92? I was, yo, I was, I was a young kid, man. I was 12. Yeah, see, we were, see, you were a kid. I was, like, a young, young kid. So, like, that's probably why, man. Because, you know, it's some cool shit, you know? You're like, oh, shit, that helmet's cool. He flies. He got a gun. You know? It looks cool. I think more of our superheroes need guns. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That's real American right there. That's America. I mean, <laughs> rocket packs and shotguns. I mean, Welcome that's to America. Th- I'm thinking about it now. I'm a grown ass man. I'm like, damn, dude with a rocket pack and a gun and a cool ass helmet killing Nazis. Like, how could I not? They're like, that should be a new and glorious bastards. Is the Rocketeer? Like, let's let's remake Inglorious Bastards with the Rocketeer. Yo, killing that. That should be the Rocketeers. He's like, yo, girl, you know what our mission is? We have one mission only: killing Nazis. All right, and and we'll we'll make it PG, but we'll make it a like a 1980s PG, which is an X-rated oh, movie now. Bro, they had titties in PG movies back yo, then. Yo, oh my god. Yo, Jaws was a PG movie. Yeah, man, Dog, you see you like, see that girl fucking the girl who gets eaten? Yeah. You see everything on her. Yeah, like oh god bless the 70s and 80s. They had no idea. Yo, Clash of the Titans. I remember watching that the OG one. Bro, that has mad titties in that shit. Speaking of like, I was gonna talk about uh, one of the other movies I watched this movie What's this that? week. Uh, speaking of titties, oh wait, we'll we'll get back to that. Let me say, Voyagers. Uh, it's it's if you read Lord of the Flies, you know everything that's going to happen. Uh, like the only thing they don't have is a conch. All right, so so let me ask this then. Uh, should I just revisit the book and then the the movie that's in the Criterion Collection? Because that movie's very good. That movie's hard as fuck. Yeah, man. man. Like that movie. That's the re- reason why it's in the Criterion right. Collection. Uh, yeah, man. Like unless you really were like, you know what, Lord of the Flies was good, but we needed space lasers. <laughs> like if that's really what your kink is, yeah, go and watch Voyagers. But like, you, there's nothing interesting about it except for colin farrell like i love colin i mean i love colin farrell he does not get enough respect can i put a pause on this real quick yeah i just want to say like uh fantastic beast the new one because they're pushing forward with this shit right they fired johnny depp because of all the shit that's come out between him and amber heard and all that did you read the rolling stone article i did not oh man it's rough dude like johnny is crazy crazy okay all right. Well, I mean, they replaced him, right? right? And and with Mads, right? Yeah. And my thing is, Mads Mickelson. I love Mads. I will watch anything with Mads. But my, I, like, I gotta still get to another round. But um, man, 
you had Colin Farrell as Grindelwald in the first fucking movie. Why not bring him back? Right. That, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that makes no sense to just we're having three different actors play the same fucking character now. Like, what is going on? Like, just bring back Colin Farrell, man. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't what it's what are they doing? Yeah. Warner like, Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, 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 big. <laughs> Big cocaine big energy. Big cocaine energy. Coke dreams. We got to keep calling them that. Coke dreams. <laughs> Coke well, dreams. Welcome to Coke, Coke Dream Studios. <laughs> <laughs> big poppy talking. Like, how do they fire him and not Ezra Miller? Because Ezra Miller is on some shit, too. Like, he beat up a fan, a female fan. Ezra, well, well. So, so here's the thing. Can you, you really can't say female like the the sex doesn't have to play into it because doesn't ezra miller consider themselves like androgynous and or like uh non-binary so like the female part of it can't if if you're if you're going to recognize ezra miller as a non-binary person then him beating the shit out of a or them sorry beating the shit out of a female shouldn't really play into it it's just them beating the shit out of a fan i thought he was just queer no i i don't i don't i mean i i haven't checked wikipedia yeah I, lately listen, for ezra miller i don't I'm, I'm not up on ezra miller i don't want to be up on ezra miller but like but he beat the shit out of a fan yeah or they beat the shit out of a fan but, whatever but either way even if it was another dude like either way like you know what i mean but why yeah like, why why did the why did why did the ezra it was something stupid it's something that you just you know, a normal person would just be like, all right, whatever. Kept it moving. Because Will Smith and Tom Cruise, they Will Smith got kissed and and kept it moving. And uh, Tom Cruise got squirted in the face with a water gun. And he's just like, yo, don't fucking do that shit. And kept it moving. And this dude's going to literally beat up somebody. I, uh, I remember when I got squirted in the face with that <laughs> water gun. And uh, I was worried I was going to shrink even more. But, uh, you know. I had a, you know, I stood under the bathroom dryer and I grew and I was fine. And I'm Tom Cruise. I got to work on my Tom Cruise impression. I dropped at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. I, well, I, I clown Tom Cruise, but I love the fuck out of Tom. Like, I'll watch anything. He is a star. He is uh, like he is like magnetic. I want him to go back to making movies and just not doing stunts. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the dude who was in fucking Eyes Wide Shut. He was in fucking Risky Business. He like this was the nigga who was in like Minority Report. Magnolia, man. I I I don't like that fucking movie. Well, I don't like no one likes Magnolia, but Mm, he was good. We're going to get crucified for saying that. Wow. All right, yeah, all right. Well, fucking put the nails in the in, like. No one likes Magnolia. Okay, it, it all is, right, yeah, it, yeah I fucking hate that movie. It, it is, it, you know, is pretentious it, and up its own ass. Yeah, and precious. Oh, what like light? Did you say light precious or no, and precious and precious? Okay, and it's precious. I, uh, fucking yeah, it's P, I, but Tom Cruise. Is, Tom Cruise is great in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nigga was nominated, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, like, man. That and the master are two the two PTA movies. I'm like, yo, get them shits out of you here. You know what? I've never seen the master. Um, I'm, yeah, and you did yourself a favor. I remember being excited to see it in 70 millimeter because that's how the, he shot it. He right. was pushing it like you got to see it in 70. Sit through that shit. Everybody's coming out. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I'm sitting there like, yeah, yeah. nigga, I, I guess. Like, I, yeah, I mean, it just it. 
it has everything that I would want in it. You know, like like from the like the stars I want in it, like the like the acting. It looks like a movie that I'd be really into, but every time I have a chance to see the master, I'm just like, nah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not exactly ready for this. exactly. Yo, because we saw Inherent Vice together, man. That was oh. my second time seeing it. it. Was with you and fucking that movie's hilarious. Inherent Vice, man. Like it is an acid trip. Like, you know what's I, crazy is my brother understood it the first time he watched it. Like I was like, sure, you gotta pay attention to this. And once the movie were older, he's like, yeah, I. I I understood exactly what was going on. I was like, how the fuck? What? Like, so here's, here's like when I left Inherent Vice with you, I just felt exhausted because it's just so it's stream of conscious filmmaking. It's like you smoked a joint, like the, the fattest joint and just got right. hazy. Like halfway through it, like just like any good high, it's just like, I'm going to stop fighting this. Yeah. And, and just, let, it, let yeah. it make sweet, sweet love to yeah, me. Yeah, man. You know? I don't. I still don't understand why those uh, white supremacists do caught Doc and tied him up and were beating him. See, I, I don't even remember that part, man. Like wow. that, just like it's 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 holes. I remember I got the poster. <laughs> That's what I remember about that movie. Somehow I was able to steal or finagle a poster from the the whoever was running the screening. I was like, yeah, give me that poster. <laughs> I was like, nah, but give me that poster. <laughs> We got no, free no, tacos seriously. and free booze afterwards. Yo. Because they had the after party. Remember that? That's right. We, I go, and I drove us home for Philly. And I and looking back, I should not have been driving because I was fucked up. Yo. Because I ate the edibles and I was drinking hard. And I just remember driving. Yes. But I was too drunk to care. <laughs> Wow, we we should have died that yes, night. Yes, yes. I say that now about my whole twenties. Is like, how am I still alive? Like, you know how much fucked up shit I would do. Like, I was known as the designated drunk driver because people would be like, "Oh, Brandon's good to drive." And after I drank three pitchers of beer, right? Because you were a big dude back then, so you could put it away. Like, but here's here's the, here's the thing. Like, now being in my later years right. like i i get up every morning and i should get on my knees and pray to god like thank god like i'm still alive i'm still right? alive right because yeah, sometimes you'll have flashes of shit you did in your 20s it's like oh all the hedonism all the oh. alcoholism all the fucking the weed it's like, like why would i do that with fire i was yeah man i was just like whoo like fires for cooking and smoking cigarettes. That's not for whatever I was doing, it, bro. I really did have the fuck the world mentality because God damn, bro, did I live? I live disgustingly, man. I, that's crazy. Well, like uh, this is not movie related at all, but let's just talk about life and love. Uh, but like I look at my teenage years and I look at all teenagers and I'm like, you are lucky to be alive because someone should have killed you. Yeah. Because yeah. all teenagers are assholes. <laughs> right? And like, like, you, like you, if you spend any uh, extended amount of time with a teenager, uh, you just like, I just want to wrap my hands around. Like, you don't know shit. Well, I work with kids, man. You know what I mean? I work with kids from preschool to fifth grade. Right. And like a few, a few of the younger kids, I'm like, yo, fuck you. But like a lot of these older kids, a lot of them in fifth grade, I'm like, yo, you're in New York City, bro. Like the way you're talking to people, eventually one day somebody's going to rock your shit and you're going to get fucked up. And you know what? 
I kind of hope I'm there to see it right, because like, right. like, and I'm not that kind of person. I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh yeah, I really want, I want to see this person get hurt. But like, whenever you're around a teenager, it's like, I kind of want to see you get hurt. Yo, like you can't talk to people like that, man. I'm like, yo, you can't, uh, and they don't get it. And I'm like, all right, well, you'll get it when you get your shit fucked up, man. Right. Like, and that's Voyagers. All right. Well, <laughs> that's it's a whole bunch of teenage horny teenagers in space that you just want to fucking slap in the face. All right. Yes, well, I see. It's like we was a circle of life. We brought it back. Yes. But back to titties. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I've said this before. I'm a big fan of horror movies. And like right. a part of that is you you watch a low budget horror movie. I discovered this movie called Camp Blood 8. Right. And I thought it was like a, a send up, you know, how like Leonard part six. If those of you don't know, uh, Bill Cosby did a movie called Leonard part six. It was, uh, it was it's Bill, infamous, right? Bill Cosby as a spy. And like there were supposed to be five other parts. And this is like the sixth adventure. Uh, and I thought it was like that. Right. Like they just like put an eight on it. And after watching the movie and now uh, being enthralled and repulsed by it at the same time, I look back as like, oh, this really is the eighth Camp Blood movie about a killer clown. Okay. Right. But the the thing about I want to say about Camp Blood it is horrible all the way through. It, it bad acting, bad lighting, bad everything. And a and. It was so boring that the one nude scene in it, I was like, I don't need this. And I always need that. That's the mainstay of horror movies is the gratuitous nudity. The gratuitous nudity in this, well, like, like the movie had beat me down so much. I was like, I don't even need to see this. I don't even want this anymore. I just want this to end. <laughs> like, that's how bad Camp Blood 8 is that gratuitous nudity couldn't rescue it and then like you know like how i do i start like investigating the director and like looking at his back catalog and let me let me let me pull this up uh it was uh directed by a dude named dennis divine okay all right okay Denny, dennis divine has 31 credits Jesus Christ. For a director. He's been working since 1989. He's been working for most of my life. And then I start thinking about what am I doing wrong? Like, cause they gave him camp blood eight. That is his 31st movie that he's directed and they keep letting him direct movies. I like, but I can't even, you know, like I've got four under my belt. Yeah. So I'm just like, like is is it was an existential crisis time after watching Camp Blood Eight. So if you uh, want to feel bad about yourself, <laughs> on all respects, Jesus Christ, Camp Blood Eight. So uh, I'll be watching Camp Blood One through Seven this well, week. Well, well, well. <sighs> Might have to go on YouTube and find some recaps. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I, I want to watch it, but I also I need time. Yeah, it's well. it's not it's not a, like. In, I've, I will always say this, like I give a wide berth to horror movies because right. I know like it, it as as shitty as the production value may be or the acting may be, at least it's got some of the most of them should have something at least interesting to say. 
right? Right. This didn't even have anything interesting to say. Like, mm. okay, all right. So the see the one scene with breasts, uh, the mom character, the psycho mom, because there's always a psycho mom, because there's been a psycho mom since uh, you know uh, Friday the Thirteenth, because I guess it's a mainstay. Um, she has one of the captives sing a song about her breasts. Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. Is this directed by Zack Snyder? No, this is Dennis, this, this Dennis Devine. Uh, it may be Zack Snyder's uh, illegitimate father. Uh, but yeah. So uh, if you ever want to like watch a movie where someone sings a song about someone else's body parts. Camp Blood 8. Okay. Like, like I right. can't wait for someone to sing a song about my dick. Oh. And I want that in a movie. I want Camp Blood 9. Dong's Revenge. Okay. And I want I want someone to sing a song with a ukulele. It's got to be a ukulele. Cuz it doesn't work otherwise. I'm 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 I'm, I'm so, so Camp Blood I'm, 8. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, so, yeah. What, what else have you watched? Uh, okay. So, I watched this movie called Cold Blooded Killers, aka Killer Rose. Okay. And I started it just because it, I don't know. It 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 showed up in my Amazon feed. I was like, "All right, well, I'll throw some money towards it. Whatever. I watch it. It is a whole, not a good movie. I wish they would stop trying to do Tarantino." Uh, slash Carnahan shit now, like that. That like that whole entire you know bunch of killers killing each other you with know, the blah, slick talk the and slick the talk. slick soundtrack. Right, exactly. It, it, I I I'm done with that. Like unless it's, it's Guy Ritchie, right? Unless it's Guy Ritchie, but Guy Ritchie can do no wrong. Um, and so uh, the first t- ten minutes, there's a shootout in the kitchen. And we're talking from a technical aspect. Some of the shots weren't even color matched. <laughs> like, oh shit! Oh, I was yeah. like, how did how did that get through Q and A? Like, how is this a muted color palette? And then all of a sudden, yeah. like, you change the next angle, and it's like bright, crisp colors and stuff yeah. like that. And then, uh, so at the at the at the end of this scene after the shootout. Uh, this little girl appears. I'm not ruining anything because if you watch this movie, fuck you. After I've told you not to watch it, uh, so if I ruin this for you, then go you know jump jump in an elevator shaft with some tigers in it and and some glass shards and dynamite. God damn, that's that. hate. Yeah, that is hate. Um, hate. 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 So uh, this little girl comes out and she's shooting up and stuff like that too. And I recognize the girl. And I recognized her because she was going to be in one of my movies. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember why we weren't going to give her any lines. Because she was bad. <laughs> and the, oh, the, shit. And the, like, honestly, like to, to, to the honest God truth, the only reason she was going to be in our movie in the first place is because her dad was going to give us $10,000. And your budget of your movie is $30,000. And someone gives, no. offers to give you ten. 
I was like, oh yeah, I'll put your daughter in the movie. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I was just real lot. So uh, nepotism is real. Yes. Like that shit, like whenever you watch a movie and you're like, oh, whose cousin is that? Like, yeah, that's really someone's cousin. That's really just like, I had to, look, I had to get this thing made. But it, it all fell apart, the deal. Uh, uh, and so I'm glad it, the deal fell apart <laughs> because this little kid was horrible. Oh, uh, shit. And uh, fuck child actors. Like, like honestly, uh, like there's two lanes for child actors. There's either really spectacularly good or Jake Lloyd. There's like no in between with the two. Like uh, we've had a couple like uh, we were talking about them uh, through text. I'm not going to get into it because you haven't seen it. And you don't want to see it. And I totally agree with it because it's a hard watch. But the, the the child actor in that, the little girl, hands down the best child actress I've ever seen ever. She was brilliant and masterful and believable. Okay. Yeah. But like usually child actors are just, you know, they're children. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but... I digress. Uh, so I'm watching Cold Blood Killers, and this whole entire shootout scene is before even the opening credits. I get through the opening credits, and I find out that it's directed by this dude I know. Yeah. So, like, I don't know him. <laughs> We're not, like, besties or anything like that. Okay. But we've had some like we've had some conversations online. We're Facebook friends. Uh, like, I, I donated to his Kickstarter uh, for... Other movies, he directed this movie called uh, you know, uh, Naked Zombie Girl, which was fantastic. It was a fantastic short and not nearly what you think it is. Um, and so he's like, I know he's got talent. Right. And so I see this movie and I absolutely like have to drag myself kicking and screaming throughout the whole entire oh, thing. Man. So like I'm like, then it's another, you know, another crisis of conscience. Like, how do you tell a friend or how do you tell someone, you know, that you don't like their movie. Ooh. You go on you go on a podcast uh, <laughs> that's that you make and you shit all over it uh, on the podcast. But like I don't like and I'm sure there was like a million different reasons why the movie came out the way it did. It sounds like Homeboy needed more time. More time, more money, whatever like that. I mean, and luckily he didn't write this. So okay. I can't. So I can't even blame that on him. Right, right. It might have been one of those things where, like, I need, I need more. I need a mortgage payment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and and uh, you know, like, do that. So, like, but as a you know, as an artist like you and, and me, it's kind of a hard question to ask. Like, how do you tell someone tactfully that you don't like what they did? You just got to be nice about it. You know what I mean? Because, like I said. Not everything's for everyone, right? right? And, and I'm sure someone's going to watch this and enjoy it. Right. Exactly. But like. Because that's hey, our job is to at least reach one person. Right. One person that likes your art. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So like I just feel you know, some sort of way about like it's not like I have an interaction with this dude. This dude's out of California. We've you know, we've had a handful of conversations. But if it ever comes up. But Jeff, yeah, man, maybe you should ask him. Well, did you like your movie? Cause that's all that matters. Ooh, right. That's some right. that's some deep down Yoda mom shit right there. Right, right. Oh, now I'm now I'm taking it back to like every time someone has asked me if I liked what I did. That was their way of saying fuck you. 
Oh man, I wish oh, I I wish I was Zack Snyder was sitting here right now because then I'd be like, oh, <laughs> did you did you like did you like Batman versus Superman? Then that's, that's all, all that matters. matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. oh, speaking of him, real quick, yeah, I just found I found an article the other day that uh, Zack because he was a producer and story uh, writer on the first Wonder Woman. Zach and WB wanted the Amazon because, you know, the Amazons cut themselves off from the world and they right. get into that into the movie. The reason why they cut themselves off from the world was because the Amazons were going to be brutalized and raped by Zeus, Ares, the old gods and men. And Patty Jenkins is like, yeah, no, we're not doing this shit. And she's like, no, nah, we're not doing it. What is up with Zack Snyder and raping women, man? Jesus Christ. That man, this is a Saturday morning. You can't throw that kind of fucking shit at me this early. What were they thinking? Well, but what is with Zack and rape? Ra- like, my man's is just uh, like, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying he's a, a rapist. I'm just saying like, my man, you put that into your movies a lot right right? and it's like you are not the person to handle that subject man and especially not in a dc comic book movie man. but then to think like this was at the time they're like this is wonder woman she's the most iconic superhero of all time you're getting a female director to direct this and this is what you're gonna pitch at her in the first female superhero movie that we all know was gonna make money hand over fist like you're gonna say that shit Right. Uh, so they're in the, they're in the, nah, all right, say, uh, Patty, uh, we got this, uh, we got this idea, see? <laughs> all right. Uh, what a woman. She's a, you know, she's a fantastic gal. She's a good dame. She got good gams. We got one, uh, we got one snor- a story note for you. How about more rape? <laughs> That's the ticket. That'll, <laughs> that'll put asses in the seat. Right. More rape. I want to know who, who at WB thought. Like that has to be Kevin. That sounds like some Coke <laughs> dreams from Kevin. Like Coke Kevin dreams. I mean, it, it falls in line with Kevin and his casting couch shit. So I mean, yo, like, yeah, right. I read that article and I'm just like, it's a comic book movie, man. Like, yeah, well, I don't need like we. I get it from a historical point of view. I I, I get why that was thrown out there because right. it's not like it's not in the realm of right, possibilities. We watch Game of Thrones and those first three or four seasons are rough because there's a lot of fucking rape in that, but then there's other shit going on, right? But that's also, not the main focus of it. But also that was a totally different thing. Right. That was that a different was, animal. Like this is this right. is Wonder Woman. She's got an invisible jet and a lasso that makes you tell the truth. She uh little girls look up to her. You know what right. I'm saying? Like the, there's gonna be generations like great grandmothers, grandmothers uh, mothers and daughters going to go see this like little girls is like as young as five going to see this shit and <laughs> right yeah like, like it's oh god and like who who thought that was a good idea to, to pitch to patty jenkins just, just just like it was a good idea to have a uh, batman cuck superman right oh, you know man, i forgot I, like i keep trying to forget <laughs> about like the I, get I feel it. bad for Amy Adams because, like, outside of Man of Steel, she has literally nothing to do in each progressive movie. And it's not like she had a lot to do in Man of Steel. Like, right. each movie, she's just getting she's less and less to do just she's there. Just, she's just the, Especially Justice League. She's just literally like there. She, she's the MacGuffin. And I'm just like, yeah. yo, Amy Adams, she's one of our finest actresses, one of the most beautiful women in the world. Like, damn, man, I would, like, kill to go on a date with her. And, like... 
Bro, how are you not utilizing one of our best actresses? Like, because like the whole entire thing with Lois Lane is Lois Lane was supposed to be the best reporter on the face of the planet. Right. She's supposed to be like spitfire, tough, like tough, like uh, uh, like the the pinnacle of what women should aspire to be. You know, like just powerful, intelligent, take no nonsense. And Amy like, Adams is perfect casting because right. that's Amy Adams, right? Right. And then, yeah, besides Man of Steel, she's just like, oh, I'm sad. Superman's dead or Clark's dead. Bro, in BVS, she takes the spear Throws it in a fucking uh, the, 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 flooded stairwell, right. and then fifteen minutes later, runs back, jumps in, and tries to get it. Drowns. Superman comes and saves her. I'm like, bro, what the fuck, man? I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like I, um, I wrote a, a treatment for a movie called Dead Wife, <laughs> and it's about this actress directed uh, by Christopher Nolan. Directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> but like, like, what's it like being? cast as like the dead wife or the missing wife like that's the only role that you can get as a female actress or i feel like a, as a female actor is like i just play the dead wife like i play i show up in dream sequences or i'm the i'm the object of whatever whatever male uh male's affection and they're i'm the quest and like i have no agency no urgency i just exist to be a goal I mean, it's comedy. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not signing at that. I'm just signing because, you know, I'm just thinking that that's literally. Right. Like Amy Adams became dead wife. Yeah. 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 That's almost every Christopher Nolan. Cause it's funny because uh, Christopher Nolan finally dropped the dead wife uh, trope in Tenet only to do battered wife. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm just yeah. like, yo, I'd rather much you stick to your dead, dead wife, wife trope yeah. than battered wife. Because, I mean, that... Because, like... Oof, talk she, about battered. God she damn. Got, she got it rough. Yeah, she got fucked up. And I'm like, bro, 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 you, you don't need to make makeshift brass knuckles, man. Like, come on. You're not you're not fighting like a fucking... <laughs> tiger. You're not <laughs> fucking... Like, like Elizabeth Debicki's a model. Like, I know my boy wants to put her in an action movie. It's her and another famous actress. I forget what it's, what it's, he, uh, the actress's name is, but he wants to call it Tall Bitches because, you know, she's tall. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I, I would kill her work on that movie. What is it really called Tall Bitches? I want, I was like, that's, I would go see that movie. Shout out to my boy Vice Victus. <laughs> but I would love that fucking movie. Talking about, uh, female led movies. What's going on with Gunpowder Milkshake? I don't know. That shit looks hard. Yeah, it looks fucking tough as shit. Yeah, it looks right, rough. Right, like that shit. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Angela Bassett. You know what I mean? A veteran in the game, still doing it, still bad. Yeah. You know? Damn. Yeah. Like, isn't that who bought that Netflix? Right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll we'll do some cleanup on it next time. I'll I'll Google it right, and yeah, I'll yeah. text it to you. But you like know? you'll look out for if you see a movie uh, on your radar, gunpowder, yeah, good gunpowder milkshake. That yeah. shit looks hard. Yeah, that looks good as shit. Uh, so did we want to like? Do we uh, have any other movies to talk about? What'd you see this week? Oh, what did I see? Well, very quickly, I finished Star Trek Discovery, which is a TV show. I'm not a big Trekkie. I'm a, I'm a huge Trekkie, but I I'm not. I, I'm next generation, do or die. Be, DS9 voyager but like this new crop let me ask you you have paramount plus no okay so i'll slide you my uh my login info because yeah. star trek discovery like i said i'm not really a big trekkie i fuck with star trek discovery that's the new that's the newest one right yeah that's, where that's the brian one. Phil fuller before he got fired from it 
You know what I mean? He created it. That was like that's the one with where it becomes it 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 goes from uh like a regular Star Trek to like Star Trek D, like Black Ops shit, right? Sort of. Um, we follow this science. This is the first show to uh, Star Trek show to follow a science officer because they didn't want to follow a captain just yet. But you right. know, she's eventually going to become, become captain, right. as they do. You know, and uh. I watched the first three seasons because the first three seasons are short. Uh, this is a Star Trek show that has bite because it's the first Star Trek show that has violence. It has sex. Uh, they drop. They say fuck a few uh, times. What? They say fucking space. Yeah, man. In space, uh, no one can hear you say fuck. Uh, so uh, I like it, man. I, I dig it. Burnham. Michael Burnham is the name of the character played by uh, Sonico Martin Green. I'm glad she left The Walking Dead because she gets to flex her muscles in this right. one. And yeah, not to sorry to spoil it, but but season three is over right. at the very end of season three. Got to what I wanted to see her as okay. captain. All right, yeah, you but know, it, 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 it's a, it's a rough road for her because like I remember everybody kept saying how great season three was, and you know I thought season one was crazy because I'm not going to spoil it, but the twists are insane in that first season, like twist after twist right. after twist. But like her character kind of regressed in season three, where I'm like, oh, we're back to this shit again. And then you, and then once you get to the end of the season, I was like, okay, that was worth it just because we got here. Yeah, I mean, I watched the first three episodes of season one, and I was digging it, but like, I have like burnout when it comes to shows now. Like, mm-hmm. I right now, like, I the only reason I will binge a show is because I will lose my remote. Okay, and it's like I don't feel like fucking, you know trying to find something else so i have to lose my remote for uh star trek discovery even though i'm a big star trek fan but like i said i'm like you know ds9 and tng well listen man it got me started picard so at least you know yeah, i want to start picard so I'll, I'll slide you my my paramount once we're out of here um so that's that's star trek discovery uh i watched uh demon slayer which is an anime and uh it's a anime series and now a movie in theaters so right. popular like the ship it was hard for me to get a ticket to see this fucking movie right 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 right. um i remember first hearing about it like last year i watched a f- couple episodes i'm like wow this is cool like the animation is beautiful i'm not an anime guy now, neither am i and, like i like besides like the, the your your akiras and or, stuff like, like that the, like the, the only big- anime like i'm big on is like Akira, Cowboy Bebop, and Samurai Champloo. Like, I could right. watch any of those any day of the week. But, like, you know, uh, last year I started watching Naruto and I um, started watching Naruto and I finished the first season, the first series, because right. it's two. It's Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. It's because so many celebrities like it. A lot of my favorite rappers like it. And then for pers- other personal reasons, I'm not going to get into on this show. Right. I started watching it and, uh, I, it is what it is. I'm going to finish it because I'm already deep into right. sh- to the second show, Shippuden. And again, I'm not getting into why I'm going to finish something. I'm just like, like, uh, like, like I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. But uh, Demon Slayer, I, I remember watching those a uh, couple episodes and being like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> so when the movie came out like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, fuck, well, let me get back into it. Couldn't find it. They dropped it on Hulu last weekend, the whole show. So I saw okay. the movie of. Because I knew enough about it. I watched a few recaps, went to go see the movie and like the movie, it, it's it's dope. The movie's dope. It picks right. up where the first season left off. You know what I mean? Gets right into uh, the mission that they're on at the end of the first season. Mm. 
And uh, just brief, real briefly, it's about this teenage kid whose whole family gets murdered because he was off oh, shit. trading coal for uh to, as you do as you, you said to you out there you know, it's, cool and he's trading coal for his family and so his whole family's murdered when he gets back right except for his little sister his little sister has turned into a demon because uh she was killed too but some of the demon blood got into her right so uh he, he ties her up so he won't eat her so she won't eat him or anything so right. he carries her around in this backpack because demons can't come out during the daytime all right. So uh, they get attacked by these a demon slayer, and uh, as they're getting attacked by this demon slayer, a bunch of demons come out, and the demon slayer starts killing the demons, and right. the sister jumps out of the backpack and starts going ham, and starts killing all these demons with them, and they're like, "Well, fuck, we gotta break our rules. She can live. I mean, we see what you're trying to do. So, like, that's what basically the show is. Is like this kid becomes a demon slayer." Because it's called the Demon Slayer Core. Right. And it's a bunch of Demon Slayers. They kill demons of varying levels. Like there's level one, level two, <laughs> level three. And uh, you you train, you get you get some powers and whatnot. And uh, so it sounds like uh, fucking a harder edged Pokemon. <laughs> but Pokemon are your friends and you right. collect them shits. You don't collect demons. You kill demons. Right. But and the you, violence but is crazy. Well, yeah, because this nigga, yo, when he gets his sword, because when you become a demon slayer, you have you unlock an inner power and it changes the color of your sword. So he's the first person where his sword turns black and his power is water. And the way they draw the water, it's beautiful because everything's outlined in like a black Sharpie to make it distinct. And the characters are pretty unique and crazy. Like one character has a giant boar's head on his head and he's a crazy motherfucker. Like the dude's out of his fucking mind. And you finally see him in the first season take off the boar's head, and he's a pretty boy, but he's just out of his mind. You know what? I, I think I fuck with this show. And I think I'll give it a I'll give I'll give it a try. This sounds- there's another there's another character who's with him on his mission, and he's just along for the ride because he's also a demon slayer, but he's in love with homeboy's sister, <laughs> even though she's a demon. Right, right, and right. And they're trying to figure out a way to turn her human again. But yeah, the movie's crazy because the movie they meet up with this legendary demon slayer, like he's noted around like you know the land of of the world of the show right uh the last 15 minutes of that movie has one of the hardest fucking fights i've ever seen i was like what the fuck i'm harder than the last uh the first episode of uh uh, invincible i haven't started invincible you haven't started invincible yet listen i'll Uh, get to it i'll get to it it's good but yeah man i'm so right now on netflix i've been rotating between demon slayer and naruto Okay. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, if you have Hulu, definitely check out Demon Slayer. And right. then because the movie's probably now on its way out of theaters, just wait for it to come out, rent it. Right. And then uh, also on Hulu, I would recommend Shrill. Shrill's very good. It stars Ad Bryant I from love, SNL. I love Ad Bryant. And we were talking about this b- before we started the show. SNL is garbage. Uh, it can I, be funny. It, it has. It has. It has skits. moments. Yeah. But when you put Addie Bryant with Kate McKinnon is gold. Like uh, those two could read me the newspaper and I would crack up laughing because yeah. they seem like best friends, you know? I, yeah. It was like her, uh, it was Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones. And now that Leslie Jones left, it's Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryan. Like A.D. Bryan's always been the star, even when Leslie was on there. But right. yeah, man, this is a show just about, you know, A.D.'s a bigger woman. She's right. cute. 
uh, you know, and she's just her owning her shit. And what I like about it, especially because they drop. So first season, six episodes, second season's eight and the third season's eight. And the third season is the last season because it got canceled because, you know, Hulu's Hulu's on that Netflix shit where it's just like if you're not Handmaid's Tale or Stranger Things, you ain't getting more than three seasons. Right, right. So the third season came out yesterday. I got home from work. And because the episodes are like 20 minutes and there's only eight of them, I killed them all. And uh, I like it. Like, I, uh, it reminded me, the end of the show reminded me of the end of Broad City, where it's just like, yo, want, somebody just has a realization like, yo, I got to grow the fuck up. Like, right. that's what I loved about Broad City. Like, that, there's the one episode near the end of the show where uh, Abby tells Ileana, she's like, yo, listen. I could have misadventures in this city for with you for the rest of my life, but I just don't want to. Like, I right. want to have my fucking art career. I don't want to be struggling for money, getting drunk and just jogging in place for the rest of my life. And that's what and that fucking broad city. Like, that's what I want to say to some of these people I work with. It's just like, yo, why do you want to keep jogging in place? Do you right. like have like nothing else you want to do? Well, that was my problem with. Girls. girls yeah you know like we've had this uh conversation numerous times girls isn't made for me yeah like and i understand that um but everybody on girls is horrible right they are horrible people who i don't understand why anyone would want to be around them right 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 um and there's no gro- like i stopped watching after the third season so i don't know if there's any growth the only growth in girls was shoshana okay all right. Like, I love that. Like, you hated her first season, but as it, you know, as it went along, she's actually the only character that came to any sort of right, like realization and owned her bullshit. Um, but I that's why I loved Broad City, because, you know, like you said, eventually the character owned their own shit. Well, the only evolve. the only person well, Ileana didn't. Right, really? but but Ileana was never going to. Right, right. You know? Abby, Abby finally owned up to her shit, and she's like, "Yo, I can't do this anymore." And right. that's why I liked about that and Shrill, and even we talk about it, Insecure. Right, Insecure. Like every season, they're trying, and they just fall into the traps of just you know being free and single, and right. especially this past season where shit. Like this last season, Insecure is incredible, and like it gets to the end of the season where they're just like, "Well, this is the lowest we've been." Like, what the f- like seriously, what the fuck are we right. doing with our lives? So I can't wait for this last season because the new season's coming out. It's gonna be the last season of Insecure, and I'm really interested to see where Issa goes. Well, and like here's a, a nice, well, here's a, like a comparison. Y- you watch a show like um, Entourage. Right. Yeah, well, like when I, you know, when it first came out, like, yeah, I want to be like fucking entourage. But you look at it now, it's like these people are horrible people yeah. and no one grew. It's like, basically no. Leonardo DiCaprio right. and the Pussy Posse, right? And, and right. Without, because that's, the, he never grew up, right? He's still dating 19 year old women. And he's like damn near 50. So, like, I mean, there's only so much you want to watch of just. A man child, like not you, like, growing up, right? right? Like, or just or being just, shitty, or yeah. like, a, like an adult child, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, that. man. Because yeah. like, look, I'm not the same person I am as I was ten years ago, right? right? And I'm, I'm, I'm glad, grateful. Like, I'm not even the same person I am like three years ago. Like, from three years ago to now, I think I've made some growth. Well, st- statistically, most humans change every five years. So yeah, man, because your priorities shift. You know right. what I mean, like. 
you only want to keep doing dumb shit and getting fucked up for so long before you just feel like what like i'm like just what, wasting away like what am i doing yeah I, like yeah man exactly right. so and i think that's the thing that these female-led movie or tv shows are doing so well with is showing personal growth right stop acting like you're still in your 20s right. and grow up and get your shit together you you have goals try to achieve them right. at least try right right so right yeah. so i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna watch Trill. It's, it's it's not even it's like what 20 episodes so so on the on the on the while we're talking about shows that no one is watching but they should be watching uh i discovered on hbo max a show called the other two okay all right. So it's about the adults. Like it's about two adults, uh, you, know, you know, siblings who are living in the city trying to make a career, and they discover that their thirteen-year-old brother has become a pop star off of a YouTube video, and it's like them trying to navigate his fame, but also trying to find their own way. And it's absolutely hilarious because when you first see when you first see the poster for it, you see the description, you think that the kids. The, 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 the young pop star is going to be like a monster, right? And he's going to be like going off the rails and shit like that. Um, and it's not like that at all. They, they, they all love each other and respect each other. It's just trying to navigate like when someone in, who you're close with becomes famous and then you trying to swim in their wake. Okay. You know, and it's very heartfelt is, but it's absolutely, uh, absolutely hilarious so if you get it's i think it's only eight episodes and each episode is like 20 minutes uh so if you have hbo max go watch uh the other two because you'll you'll love it and they handle like the the one of the main characters he's, he's gay and they they handle that with such uh a an apt hand that it's all that like there's a whole entire running line throughout the whole entire show is like Every time the kid, the dude's introduced, is like, oh, this is my gay brother. And someone will say, oh, yeah, I have a gay brother. And, like, the, 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 the main character is like, yeah, everybody has a gay brother. <laughs> you know? Like, it's okay. shit like that. Like, this smart writing. All right. So, the last thing that I watched, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Conflicted. And Conflicted is a movie by Griselda Records. And Griselda Records has some of my favorite rappers, especially the group Griselda, which consists of... Benny the Butcher. Butcher's uh, coming, nigga. Yeah, you know. Okay, so you know Griselda. Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, and Conway the Machine. Right. They made a movie. Yeah. It's I, two hours and ten minutes, and it is it is better than the movies that came out in Rockefeller Records, but it's wait, still it's, bad. It's, it's better than State Property? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm i going to say this. I'm going to say this. I need to stop watching my favorite rappers' movies. Like I, this, this, this is a lesson for me, especially because this one ends with To Be Continued. I was like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I sat through two hours and ten minutes of nothing for you to just throw on this cliffhanger at the last minute. I'm going to do you one better. Uh, you say you should stop watching movies by your favorite rappers. I think you should w- stop watching movies by any rappers. Because there's like, who, besides most Def, who else is a good actor? Belly's a masterpiece. Fuck you, Belly's a masterpiece. <laughs> like, you know what? All right, so here's the thing. Belly is great if you mute it and then you put on the Belly soundtrack. You don't, you don't, you don't like DMX and Nas sitting there talking about going back to Africa for 20 minutes? Man, I, 
<laughs> fuck you with your fucking belly. Belly was cool all the way uh, 20 minutes in. You know, like when they're walking through the nightclub and shit like that. And when, you know, fucking Hype Williams. Was, was Hype, Hype Williams. Williams. Yeah. When Hype Williams. Only was movie. Feel, yeah. When he was feeling himself and shit like that. Everything else in that movie is so boring. All right, it it all right. doesn't make sense. I mean, and, and 20 minutes of the fucking Nas and DMX, uh, you know, rest in peace, fucking talking about going back to Africa. I got to go back and watch Belly now, now that DMX is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I got to rewatch his trilogy. His lose. I, t- I think of it as his trilogy. Uh, Romeo Almost Must Die, die. <laughs> Cradle to the Grave, and not Cradle to the Grave, Exit Wounds, and then Cradle to the Grave. And people forget that DMX was poised to be an action. Kung, yo, he made all those kung fu hip hop movies. Yeah. There's been three good hip hop artists who were act were pretty decent actors. Tupac, Most Def. Yep. And I'll give you DMX. All right, because DMX, like he, I'm like, mad we never got the Crow movie that was kicking around for a long time, what? starring DMX. That was supposed to be a Crow. You never DMX? knew that shit, yeah, bro. Back, oh my god, I remember being in high school and going up to the Goth kids because we all bonded over Eminem and DMX right. and Nine Inch Nails and Depeche Mode and uh, Susie you, and the Banshees. You want to throw some Morrissey in there too, like the fucking no, 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 but. That's that's how they got me into that music, right. and I and I got them into my music because of DMX and Eminem. And uh, one of the things we were all excited to see was the fucking Crow movie starring DMX. Because uh, yeah, bro, I remember it. they would ask him that almost every year. He's like, "Yo, we're working on it. It's going to be hot." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you gotta work on your DMX, man. You gotta work on your the bark. Like I can't do it. I can't talk. Oh man, it. yeah, I, bro. And then it just never happened. And that's now that he's gone, I'm just like, damn, we never got the crow. D- I mean, as bad at this, why not? Because we gotten so many crow shit. Like the first crow movie is a masterpiece, but like everything since then, I'm just like, you know, wasn't what? there a crow movie movie with Edward Furlong? It wasn't like yes. the third one. Yeah. No, the third one was with Kirsten Dunst. But yeah, yeah there was there, there's a there's a lot of Crow movies. There was a whole Crow TV show that was a piece of shit. Oh, I forgot about the Crow TV show. Yeah, oh. I, I don't read the comic just because the art of the comic just freaks me. Like the way he looks in the comic just freaks me out. So right. I never read the comic. But like that first movie's my shit. Like I watch that when I like almost every so often. Oh, man. Now I'm thinking about like what we missed. DMX as the crow, crow. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because that's perfect casting. Because like, yo, you could you could picture that shit, like the nigga coming in with like a submachine gun and just bodying. Yo, like, all right, so I mean, we can do wonderful things with CGI now. Uh, no, d- no, 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 that's not right. No, no, no he's right. dead. He's dead. <laughs> all right, let's let's move on to Why trailer you, shock. You feel, feel real strongly about bringing. Okay, no, no, that's not. Nah, that's a moral gray area. I'm not getting into. Okay. All right. So let's move on to trailers. We have three trailers. Uh, Army of the Dead. They put out a new trailer for Zach's movie, and I'm I'm sad to say that it it, it looks fun. Yeah, I mean, like the zombies can walk, talk, run fast. They have a zombie ass tiger. Look, this seems like the movie that Zach's not like. This is we might as well just call this the Snyder cast. We we can't go a whole entire episode without talking about this man. I mean, we got to do we got to do this movies coming out like at the end of the month. So yeah, like, fuck, yeah, man. Yeah. But like this seems like a Zack Snyder movie where I don't have to care about the characters. Like there's no established lore. 
there's no graves to shit on or yeah. anything like that. It just seems like cool visuals, cool people doing cool shit and zombies. Like, I think I'm going to love this movie. We'll see. Well, listen, I'm... We'll- I never want to sit down and waste my time. So if he makes a good movie, I will t- I will be the first yeah, one to I'll, say, I'll you know what him, I mean? I'll, like yeah. the last thing I want to do is sit through something I'm going to hate. Yeah, so but, but this seems like in his lane. Yeah. This yeah. seems like something he could knock out of the park. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh Shang-Chi, new Marvel comes out in uh September. Right. So like you they finally sent, made a kung fu movie, man. So you sent me the trailer for it when it first dropped and I had no idea who Shang-Chi was. And then now I know everything about Shang-Chi. That trailer sold me. Yo, Yo it looks so fucking good. I like the cross cutting they do where he's getting trained and they're beating the shit out of him right. and it cross cuts to him just rubbing his face. He's just frustrated like I was like, "Damn." And the one other thing I do like is the you know the Mandarin is that shit is racist right and <laughs> like the the original if you've ever read an Iron Man comic his arch nemesis is the Mandarin and that shit he was a mystical Asian who had magic powers from his ten, ten rings ten magic rings yeah and they changed it in Iron Man three and it pissed people off so now oh, look, but I I. I loved what they did in Iron Man. I'm not mad at it either, but I'm glad, though, we're actually getting the Mandarin Mandarin, and we're getting him in something that makes sense because the subtitle for Shang-Chi is the legend of the Ten Rings and they made the Mandarin Shang-Chi's dad. So I'm really interested to see a superhero fight his dad because I'm not close with like that. That's a fantasy for me because I hate my (laughs) fucking pops. Like I'm not close with my pops at all. And I was like, damn, if I knew if I could be a Kung Fu superhero and beat the shit out of my evil dad, like, damn. So damn. So this latest hits you on a whole lot of levels. Yo, listen, I'm listen. I'm excited for Shang-Chi. I'm excited for Black Widow. But like I said, like I'm Drop the trailer for Eternals because they had a sizzle. They put out a sizzle reel for, uh, for like all their movies or and they like had that. clips of it. And I'm yeah. just like, just drop the fucking trailer. Chloe, it's, it's going to come yeah, out in like three like, weeks or something like that. Like it's, it's coming, coming out, out in November. Like I want to see you know, Eternals, bro. If Eternals and I will say this after Tenet sucking, if Eternals and Dune fucking suck, I'm not going to be excited for any movie ever again. So, <laughs> wow. Well, let's move. Speaking of Chloe Zhao, let's move into the Oscars because I didn't watch them. I just woke up and saw the reactions because the reason why I didn't watch it is because we were in a pandemic. Right. And the last thing I want to watch it's is an awards. Show. Like, like, like you watch the Oscars for the pomp and circumstance and like the room full of people and this just seemed like an open mic at a nightclub. But the thing is, too, it's like I said to I, even before award season began, I said we should take a year off because nobody's going to give a shit just because like there's no there's we're all at home. Right. And uh, as Vice says, likes to call most Oscar movies, there are sad white people movies. Right. So shout out to Vice Victus. He calls them sad white people movies. And I love a sad, sad white person movie. Listen, oh. I, but I'm not in the mood. Like last year, I wasn't in the mood for any right. of that shit. Like the three that I was dying to see, I saw. Like I was dying to see Nomadland. Right. Great. Judas and the Black Messiah was my favorite out of everything nominated. Yeah. And then uh, Promising Young Woman was great. And I, uh, like... Those are the only three I cared about. And how, like, how did Promising Young Woman get so snubbed? Well, it's it's the Oscars in general. Like, it, it shouldn't have happened this year. And on top of that, like, um, 
I think the Oscars' other problem is, is we got to start nominating genre films again. Because if you're going to nominate it, like Promising Young Woman's great. It's thoughtful. It's a satire, right? Right. Of a very important issue. But it's also a horror film. We should have flipped the coin on that right. and nominated Invisible Man. Because to me, Invisible Man handled that much better, much deftly. It 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 was a lot more subtle, right? Right. Because the thing I love about Invisible Man is you... The movie opens with Elizabeth Moss escaping her abusive boyfriend and you don't see her get beat up or or right. anything. You get all that from the escape. Like you literally because you see the terror in her face, the sound design, the way it's shot and cut. Like, But, but also like we're sick of seeing Elizabeth Moss get the shit beat out of her from uh, from Handmaid's Tale. So they were like, we're going to be a little bit more. But Lee, Wein- but Lee Weinhold, he, he, I listened to the director's commentary. He, he, I love what he said. He was like, what am I going to shoot that is going to justify seeing a woman get brutalized? He's like, it's going to be more effective if I just show her trying to get away and right. you guys get the sense of Oh shit! This is this is serious, right. and it, yeah, it works, man. Like, yo, that should have been nominated for best picture, best sound design. She should have got best actress. Like, if the Oscars want to be relevant, they need to start nominating more genre films. Well, like talking about uh, relevant, you know, like this year seemed like they were trying too hard to f- combat that Oscar so white bullshit because this uh, this. They went like black, blackly black, with 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 like a uh, little rail as as the MC and Quest Love doing the music. It just seemed, I didn't see any of it. Yeah. I just woke up the next day and I saw that they changed the last award to best actor just because they thought Chadwick was gonna win and then Chadwick did not win. Right, Anthony Hopkins won, who wasn't even there. He was in Wales. He's still quarantining in Wales because right. he's like, yo, I'm an old ass man. I'm not coming out. Because right. he even he was like, yo, Chadwick, like he put out the video the next day. Like, like yo, Chadwick should have won this. I'm surprised, thanks, but it, right. Chad, this was Chadwick's. That's how badly they fucked up. Because I, I remember somebody posted the broadcast uh, on Twitter, and I watched the video of Joaquin Phoenix just standing there awkwardly, like, "Uh, he's not here. Uh, good night." And they just cut right. the broadcast right. off just because it was that bad and that embarrassing. Well, here's the th- like, here, like it shouldn't have happened, and like, like you said, no one cared uh, because we're all just like. Well, there's a producer who does an interview. He did an interview with Hollywood Reporter, and even he said, I don't even know why we're doing this this year, because most of the films that are nominated for Best Picture... Like no one's seen, or like... He said he... This is what he called them. He called them Sundance movies. How fucking bad is that when somebody who takes this seriously says, we're just nominating Sundance movies? Yeah. And he said... The fact that the trial of the Chicago Seven got nominated is proof that we shouldn't be doing this shit this year. Right. And all right. So let's talk about uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Uh, how how did it have two supporting actor nominations? Everybody's trying to figure that shit out. Nobody like, knows. Like, well, I mean, it starred Lakeith. Like, Lakeith, Lakeith should have been nominated. Right. That's best actor. actor right. And then Daniel Kula was best supporting. Right. I don't. Bro, this is, this is what I'm talking about. That's just like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those are co-leads. Like, right, exactly. I don't understand how Brad Pitt 
got nominated for best supporting actor. I'm like, bro, wait, he wait. should have been best actor. Like, that's a co-led movie. Right, exactly. Like, like, like he's, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio isn't driving. He, they, they share that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so, and I still, I, I, to I'm, me, my, that's my favorite Tarantino. It's, it's not my favorite Tarantino, but it's his, it's, it's one of my top movies. Like, it's, it's weird like that. Like, my top, uh, Tarantino movie is The Hateful Eight. I hate that fucking movie. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, but, uh, like, it's his most, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his most fun movie. And it's the most fun I've had in a movie, watching a movie about movies. Well, he, uh, it was, it was his grown up movies, like him just finally chilling out and making a movie. And, right. like, you know, everything was set up and paid off. That's the one thing I hate is people like, the ending was random. I'm like, nigga, that shit was set up. Like, like that whole shit was set like, up. I like, like, well, as soon as I got out of the movie theater, we, we went to see it together. And I was like, yo, Quentin Tarantino did the world's most expensive joke and it paid off. It's a, Two hours of setup for a twenty-minute punchline. But remember, remember when Leo jumps out at the out of the pool? Remember, I whispered to you, "Oh, right. he's getting the flamethrower." Yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. came back because, yo, when Cliff goes to his house to fix the antenna, the camera pans down to the motherfucker and lingers on it for right. a little bit. So, like, yeah, so like it, it was a two hour and a half hours worth of setup for, right. for that 20 minute punchline and the joke killed but the setup is so entertaining yeah. and so like i i don't know how i had more fun watching brad pitt and margot roby drive around la right and walking down streets than i did watching fucking buildings blow up in tenant you know what i mean yeah yeah and so, that's why like anything that's related to once upon a time in hollywood i'll buy like I've got like three Once Upon a Time in Hollywood posters. Oh, I got like, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Like I, I, I bought the 4K Blu-ray, and then when I went to my organization's awards gala, they had the regular Blu-rays. I was like, let me take the regular Blu-ray. I'm gonna buy the paperback novel next month. Probably gonna buy the collector's edition of when it comes out in November, and yeah. I hand the paperback off to you or my brother. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man. I. I Back to the Oscars, it just shouldn't have happened this yeah, year. No. It's like award season, award season this year. I was just like, why are we doing this? I didn't even participate in my awards season this year just because for my awards group, I didn't know when the cutoff was and I missed right, the cutoff. Right. And then at the same time, I just didn't watch enough to justify voting just because I'm just like, most of these movies I'm not in the mood for. Like, I don't want to sit here and watch sad white people movies. Right. Like, I don't want to be sad when, when I'm be sad because I'm because. We're living, we're living through a pandemic. Why do I want to watch this shit? Like we're living through an Oscar nominated film right now. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know? I just want to watch shit that is just entertaining. Right. So that's why I want to, yeah, I want to fucking Kong versus Godzilla. Woo! My heart. Good segue. That's All right, not, I baby. Just wanna, I just want to watch fun shit. Baby, they finally got it. They finally fucking got it that, uh. We don't care about the humans. We just want to see the fucking monsters. Right. Yeah. Like I went back and rewatched every single one. And now being a little older and a little more refined, I agree with you that the first one is hard as fuck. Like I'm going to yeah. get that in 4K. I have a, a sound bar that can do Dolby Atmos and DTSX. 
I streamed it in Dolby Atmos. The sound's amazing in Atmos. Like, I cannot wait to get that right. 4K Blu-ray. So, like, what we're talking about here is, like, the first Godzilla. A lot of people hate the first Godzilla, but I loved it because you don't see the monster at all. At all. Right. Until, like, halfway through the movie. And I love that shit. Yeah. It was, like, it was masterfully done. But the, you know what, man? I, I, I. I think you needed a better actor, but I think the human drama in that worked. Yeah, enough, it did. Enough, it did. enough. So that's why. And Gareth Edwards is just making a beautiful film. So, yeah, I, I take that back. I was I was stupid. The first one, good. Uh, then I revisited uh, Kong Skull Island, and it's fun up until a point. Like, yeah, it's a it's a, it's like it's the, the, it. Tell me how the movie sucks when the best character comes in. Like John C. Riley's the best character, and then the movie starts sucking because then I f- it, the directing choices that Jordan started doing reminded me of Zack Snyder. You know, the slow motion, the right. comic book posing, the yeah. needle like the needle drops are on the nose, like run through the jungle as they're literally running through the jungle. Like yeah, it got it got to be to it became a cartoon, right? It's like they like they they went on Spotify and was like. A uh, Vietnam era playlist. Yeah, Click. exactly. Like, that's the whole time. But again, those fight scenes are so good, especially the last one. The nigga takes a chain with a fucking propeller on the end to fight the the. Jo- oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that on 4K too. Like fuck, I I, I don't I don't think it's that but, good, but, but, but it's entertaining, man. Like, but like I loved how. Spoiler alert for you! At the end of Kong versus Godzilla, they both go real Brooklyn. <laughs> on fucking <laughs> on the main enemy. Oh like, yeah. Like oh, well, we'll get that. We'll get to that. The fucking, let, yeah. let, let's let's get to uh, to the one one right before God, uh, Kong versus uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, Godzilla, movie. King of the Monsters. And I hated that movie. I don't think anybody likes that fucking movie. It, it gave me what I wanted from the first one, which is more monster fights. But, but it was dumber. It was buried in. Five feet worth of human bullshit. Like, I don't know why we we had to have Millie Bobby Brown and her family. Like, don't get me wrong, Vera Farmiga and Kyler Ch- Kyle Chandler, great actors, but they suck. Their characters suck. And, and like Bobby Millie Brown in this whole entire in like that whole entire movie is just her screaming. Yeah, like she yeah. maybe has like three lines of actual dialogue, and it's just her screaming. And it's like what we. We didn't need this. Yeah, man. I know. We didn't need her in there. We didn't need like the family drama and shit like and, that. And the whole movie's like ice, ice blue, so it's like hard to see at times. It was not good, and that's why I liked it because Godzilla versus Kong. Well, the one thing that pissed me off the most about King of the Monsters is that uh, Sally Hawkins and uh, Ken Watanabe die. They're, those are two caliber Oscar-winning actors. They should be. They should have been the through line through this whole series. Like they should have right. been in Godzilla versus Kong. Right. They but they got been. killed off. Right. Why? I don't know. So instead of them two, we got Kyle Chandler, Millie Bobby Brown, and thankfully the director is like, oh, we're gonna cut all their bullshit out and just yeah. make it just enough so it ca- they can carry the story along and right. get us through because they're on Team Godzilla, and then we have Team Co- Kong. Team Kong had the best human characters because right. they didn't piss you off. They, you get what they're trying to do, and they served their function and kept it moving. Right. Right? Yeah. So Because, yo, those fights, though. Those fights woo! were hard. Like, like, I didn't know how they were going to make it work. Right. Like, really, right. it's like, well, God, how's, God, how's King Kong going to fight Godzilla? But, like, when... 
their first square off in the middle of the ocean. Yo! And then round two, baby! Yo! But then before we even get to round two, they go to the Hollow Earth, and, like, you get all that crazy shit in the mm-hmm. Hollow Earth. Like, Kong, like... Fucking Joe, up dragons. Yeah. The, yo, he ate the nigga's skull. Yo, it was like a power up. Yo. <laughs> yo. And then he had a throne with a fucking axe, like a yeah. like a like electric axe. Like it it made sense. It was stupid, yeah. but it made sense. Oh yeah. And it was fun. Everything was fun. Yes. And that's yes. what I needed. Like, if I had gone to the theaters and paid money to see this, oh. I would not be disappointed. Oh, this bro. Is, this is what I wanted. I took my god kids because I have two god kids. Well, two different uh, family. Little white girl, little black boy. Took them both to see Godzilla versus Kong. It was their first time in a theater ever. Really? We got there early because I wanted them to have the full experience. So I got them popcorn. I got them peanut and M&M's. And I let I was like, okay, until other people walk in, have at it. And they they loved it. They loved the popcorn. They loved the M&Ms. But other people started coming in. We put the mask back on. Right, 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 right. Bro, I've never had people have, like, a grown-ass adults and little kids have visceral-ass reactions to those fights. Because, right. like, the second fight that gets to the one part where Godzilla's just going in. Right, and right, right. I just heard everybody just... Kids and adults just going, no, no, no. And I'm sitting there because I wanted that nigga to win. I was just like, yeah, yo, yo, I'm, King, yeah. I, yo I'm, I'm Team Kong all the way, baby. No, baby. Team Godzilla gang, nigga. Uh, no, Godzilla man. gang. No, man. Godzilla gang. Kong, Godzilla gang. Kong like, gang, baby. I was the only Godzilla gang. Like, even my god kids wanted Kong. And then, like, once, once, like, I wanted to jump up and be like, yeah, suck it, suck it. Yeah, but like at the end where they both go fucking oh, Brooklyn. Oh, on Mecha Godzilla? Yo, yo, that was some Brooklyn yo, nigga shit. Yo, like, yo. <laughs> that was gangster. Yeah, man. Uh, see, if this is going forward, they got to start doing that. Like, I want to see Son of Kong now. I want to see Son of Godzilla. Well, like, all of this is leading up to like a soft reboot of Pacific Rim. It's got to. Oh, because they they did set it up because Homeboy was controlling Mecha Godzilla with the with, helmet. With, right. So like this is all a lead up. And to I love that first one. Like the I, second one was trash. I enjoyed the second one better than the first one. The first one was a better film, mm. but I expected so much more from Guillermo del Toro. Oh no, I got exactly what I wanted. Like I I wanted I wanted more for that. Uh, for that movie, but it was enjoyable. Oh, I love, I love the first one. All right, well, well, shout out to Jax Taylor. That that's that is <laughs> our thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong. So let's get into our final thing, which is without remorse. Without was it dropped no, on uh, Amazon Prime? It's the movie they uh, don't really make anymore, which is like the mid-budget uh, it, action adult thriller you know straight 90s like yeah. if this had dropped off in like if this was john mctiernan 1998 it would have killed i understand why it, they they pushed it to streaming and not into theaters because you watch it and you're just like okay i was entertained it, right. it is what it is so here's my thing with it i'm a big jack ryan slash john clark uh fan and spoiler alert for you this is a john clark origin movie yeah yeah like so like you'll 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 see that my thing was the michael b jordan was misdirected in this movie 
Like he, the dude who directed this, he's a good, he's like Zack Snyder, good visualist. He just right. sucks at everything. Cause he did the second Sicario and the second Sicario is a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. But Sicario is a masterpiece. And that's a movie where I was just like, when they announced it, I'm like, why the fuck are you making a sequel to Sicario? Right. And why is this guy doing the sequel to Sicario? Yeah, man. Know? Yeah. So, uh, but like the, the quiet parts of, of without remorse, they're overacted. Yeah. Um, and it just like, it, I didn't connect with any of the characters. It was, it was, but it was competent action, but like, I, I wanted more out of Michael B. Jordan and I know he's capable of more. And someone brought this up to me. My, my boy, Jamal Green, right. director is like, I don't want Michael B. Jordan to end up like Mackay Pfeiffer <laughs> or Omar Epps with like promising careers. Right. But then they ended up in shitty movies. Right. 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 You know, you know, I will say the mid credit sequence got me more excited than the fucking anything in the fucking movie, which the mid credit sequence is. Uh, See, I didn't even watch the mid credit sequence. Like, I didn't even like I as soon as the credits started rolling, I turned that shit off. You see, I'm just paranoid nowadays. So I always stick through the credits because it's everybody always has something now. I remember the day. I remember the days when the credits meant the movie was over. Well, the mid credit sequence uh john clark comes back to washington he right. meets up with jamie bell he's like oh, okay i want to put together a coalition of united people all around the world uh we need six people from each nation and i will run it and he's like all right good to have you back i'm glad you're back uh what do you want to call this uh this this uh group he's like rainbow six rainbow he says it we call it Rainbow. And I was just like, so, all right, I want to see. All right, see, all right, I, I'm, I'm all more right. excited for Rainbow. See? Yeah, yeah, I, and yeah. I was just like, see? Right, see, see that, that got me more excited than anything in that fucking movie. Because Rainbow Six, you know. Yo, Rainbow Six but, movie. Yeah. But Rainbow Six is a long-ass novel. It's like, I understand why it's it's people have a hard time adapting it. Because it's 700 pages, bro. Really? Like, the game and the book were being developed at the same time. That's why they came. The game came out before the book. Right, 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 right. But like, yeah, man. Like, listen, if, if a Rainbow Six movie comes out, I'm there. I'm there. Like, I've been. I think everybody and their mom's been waiting for a Rainbow Six movie. Right, right. And like, so I, I and, guess I should have stayed. Like, I guess I have to do this from now on. Just watch all the way through the credits and see who the best boy is, just so I can find out how the actual movie ends well i've never read i want to say make this clear i've never read rainbow six but right. the people who have read rainbow six has said that has the best action sequences that tom clancy has ever written I, ever so, so they need a top tier director for this they yeah. need like they yeah. need an action yeah maestro yeah they need michael bay or or you could get chad stilhelski what uh from uh from uh john wick yes sir yeah yeah yep or get gareth edwards yeah you did you know you, you don't fuck with the raid yeah but the raid two though yeah i know the raid two was trash but he the action in the raid two is still good like, yeah, yeah the knife fight in the car it was crazy yeah or I... the dude who did the night comes for us on netflix did you ever see that it has Joe Talisum. He was in the first two raids. That movie's fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That movie's violent as 
Fuck, holy shit. Yo, I had forgotten about that movie. Bitch rips her fucking finger off because it gets cut, man. I'm like, fuck me, man. So, yeah, on on Netflix, go watch The Night Comes For Us. Holy shit. Yo, uh, so these South South Pacific uh, movies... They don't fuck around. Yeah. When oh, it comes yeah. to when it comes to action. Yeah. Like bones breaking. If you thought like the shit uh like Ong Bak was hard and all those like the protector and stuff like that, if you thought those were hard, watch the night comes for us. Watch the, first watch the raid though. Yeah, yeah. The raid has my favorite kill ever with the door. You remember <laughs> that shit? Like every time I saw that movie twice. I went to my press screening. I went to my press screening and I went to uh, see it in theaters with my brother. And both times, everybody, when that door kill came, everybody just went, oh, yeah, man. It's like, like, I'm going to rewatch the raid tonight. Yeah. So that's why without remorse. Eh, eh, like, you, yeah. it's free. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I can say. It's free. I could. The only thing I'm, I'm, I'm going to say is it should have dropped on Paramount Plus. Like Paramount keeps selling their movies to Amazon. And I'm right. just like, you guys need content for your own shit. So. Antoine Fuqua has a movie coming out called Infinite with Mark Wahlberg. Really? They pulled it from theaters coming to Paramount Plus in June. So Okay. All right. so I was like, they're finally doing the smart thing and putting their shit on their own streaming service. So. Yeah, because I, I fuck with Antoine Fuqua. Well, uh, let's see how that is. Right. We're the Film Blurs. I'm Brandon Norwood. I'm Jeff Stewart. Don't come at us. It's just fucking movies. You've been listening to the Film Blurs Podcast. Man, I just love what you guys do, man. I never miss an episode. It's the best. It's my favorite podcast. Follow Jeff on IG on MindFireXL and Brandon on Twitter at BJNTweets.